0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Verdant Growth Daily, where we give you the news, tips, and tools you need to live echo. My goal is to help put you in the right mindset to live much more in line with your own values and to change your life to make it more fulfilling, sustainable, and balanced with nature in just 10 unedited minutes a day. My name's Eugene and this Is episode 27. Today we are going to be continuing our talk about the Green New Deal. If you guys tuned in to, I believe it was episode 24 or 25, we started this series where we are talking about the Green New Deal, basically because my dad is great and went out of his way to summarize the Green New Deal into one document that's really, really nice and really easy to read. Doesn't include all the legal language that the original contained. If you guys want to read that for yourselves, be sure to go check that out. I'll include a link down in the description below. Last time, we covered what the Green New Deal is, basically a package of legislation to address climate change and the associated effects. There aren't any actual laws contained within it. It's more just kind of like a roadmap and some kind of guidelines, an overall strategy, if you will, for tackling climate change. And I also talked about how we're going to cover this Green New Deal in four parts. So the first part, which we did last time, was the actual IPCC findings on climate change. Um, Everything that we have seen up until now. Uh, Next, in today's video, we're going to be talking about the social problems that are brought on by climate change, what kind of national security interests uh, get affected by climate change. In part three, we're going to be talking about what the actual goals are of the Green New Deal. What can we actually do to put everybody into a better position to handle climate change? And then last in part four, we're going to be talking about how we can be sure that all Americans benefit from the Green New Deal. Um, if you remember from last time, we talked about the IPCC report, we found which found that climate change is human caused and that it will lead to stronger and more frequent weather events like hurricanes floodings, massive wildfires. We're also going to see a lot more things like mass migration and trillions and trillions of dollars of damages every year from climate change. We will even see the loss of some coastal cities and some countries even. So today we're going to be talking about the effects of all of those things, not just on nature and the actual storms and things that we see like that but we're going to talk about how does climate change actually affect the social conditions the national security threats that are all made worse by the changing climate so first let's cover the social conditions that are made worse by climate change this is all detailed again in the green new deal which has been simplified So if you want to see all the little details of it, I'm not going to go into actually every single detail and every single thing that's written in it. Um, If you do want to see those, then be sure to read the full Green New Deal summary that my dad wrote, which is linked in the description below. So let's get into it, the social conditions. So the United States is currently experiencing several crises with life expectancy generally declining, and the basic needs of people such as clean air, clean water, healthy food, adequate health care, housing, transportation, education are all decreasing in in quality or are just becoming increasingly inaccessible to a significant portion of the United States population. We have seen a four-decade trend of wage stagnation, deindustrialization as lots of industries move to abroad, like China and places like Mexico and Thailand. A lot of our in- industries, a lot of our industrial stuff, all our factories and things have all been moved overseas. We've also seen a whole lot of anti-labor policies that have all led to many different problems, including... The fact that our hourly wages have generally stagnated since about the 1970s. Um, In general, we have seen inadequate resources being allocated to the public sector workers and other people that are going to be suffering inadequately from the effects of climate change. We are not seeing enough funding both going into state and federal levels Uh, to help handle the effects of climate change. We have seen the greatest income inequality since the 1920s with the top 1% of earners accruing about 91% of the gains that we have seen in the years since the Great Recession. All the recovery that happened after that. Most of that has gone to the top 1% of people in America. We have also seen a huge racial wealth divide. Uh, In general, white families generally have about 20 times the wealth of the average black family in America. And we've also seen a earning gap between women and men also at Current, I think women make approximately about 80% as much as men. So we have a lot of these kind of money related, economic related issues, and all of those are going to get made worse by climate change. Climate change, pollution, all the environmental destruction that we have seen have made all of these racial, regional, social, environmental, and economic injustices worse because climate change affects indigenous people, communities of color, migrant communities, deindustrialized communities, poor people, elderly. It affects all of them more than it affects just your average white family. So, there are a lot of social issues that also get made worse. A lot of times when we talk about climate change, most people end up talking mostly about the big flashy effects that you can see, right? The wildfires, the rising sea levels, the mass extinction events happening. But it has a lot more nuanced effects in our everyday lives and our everyday societies as well. People with less money and less resources just don't have the money to be able to handle the stresses that come from climate change. This is also eventually going to affect U.S. security interests as well because of all of the economic things that I just talked about, but also the environmental uh and social stability of other countries around the world. I mean, in general, America is relatively well off financially, so we're going to be able to handle the effects of climate change much better than some other countries. Poor countries like Africa or places like even Thailand or Vietnam, Philippines, some of those places, they don't have nearly the amount of resources to be able to deal with all the problems that will come from climate change. And so that means that climate change will essentially act as what they call a threat multiplier. Basically, people who are already suffering in poorer countries may start to feel like, you know what, it's fight or die. We don't have food. We don't have clean water. We don't have clean air. We are seeing increasing heat stress. They may start to feel the need to just to either fight for those things or die. So we could potentially see increase in war. We could see increases in tension between countries. We could even see increases in terrorism as people just start to feel the stress of climate change. Now, during World War II and after World War II, the federal government led mobilizations and the New Deal created the greatest middle class that the United States has ever seen. And this is where we get kind of to the main point of the Green New Deal. Climate change doesn't have to be this awful, apocalyptic, horrifying event that we kind of make it out to be in the news. We can look at climate change As an opportunity, yes, it's going to mean making a lot of major changes to our lives. But a national, social, industrial, and economic mobilization on a scale that we haven't seen since World War II could actually be a massive opportunity to create millions and millions of good high-wage jobs in America. Not jobs abroad, not jobs in China or in Mexico or in Thailand. Jobs that we create here in America. Well, (laughs) there in America, seeing as I'm currently in Japan with a planned move to America soon, but it can also provide unprecedented levels of prosperity and economic security for all people in America. We can use this to counteract all of these systematic injustices that we've seen up until now by helping communities that are less prepared to deal with all of the negative impacts of climate change, we could potentially reduce those wealth gaps that I talked about. We could help those communities that are going to be affected more and put them into positions where they can actually benefit from all of the mobilizations that our government puts through. We're going to have to create jobs. We're going to need to add new infrastructure to be able to handle all the renewable energy and all of the infrastructure designed to protect us from the floods, the hurricanes, and all of that. That's going to create jobs in so many places where right now it is primarily people that don't have money, primarily communities of color. And by creating jobs in those areas, we will be helping to support those communities. This is a huge opportunity, and this is my favorite part of the Green New Deal. It looks at climate change as an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to move forward as a species. It's an opportunity to live more in balance with nature and to appreciate and respect the home that we live on. This is something that we need to do eventually. We can't live on fossil fuels forever. Why? I mean, eventually we're going to run out of fossil fuels. So at some point, humanity must switch to renewable energy. We must deal with climate change. We must reduce the amount of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gas emissions that we create. We must reach a balance point with Mother Nature and planet Earth. If we've got to do it eventually, it's better done sooner than later before we see all the massive species extinction, before we see entire cities go under the ocean. So I I really look at the Green New Deal as this amazing opportunity that everybody should be supportive of because it's just going to catapult not just our not just our current country not just America but the entire globe into a better place so that's what we're going to be talking about next time what can we do how can we actually fight climate change while making life better for all Americans it sounds like a dream at this point but it's not it can happen and that is what we're going to be talking about next time. So be sure to tune in tomorrow when we talk about part three of the Green New Deal. That is the goals. What are the actual goals and action items of the Green New Deal? Be sure to tune in for that. And thank you guys so much. For tuning in today. Thanks so much for watching and listening. If you want to come and uh, interact with me live, then be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube and be sure to hit that notification bell so you can get notified when it goes live. Be sure to find me on social media in all the places down below. Recently, I've actually created a new account on Reddit, and so I've become really, really active in the R slash sustainability uh subreddit. So if you come on there, you can actually find me pretty active there. I'm actually creating posts and starting a lot of discussions there in sustainability. So I'm actually kind of excited to to kind of become involved in that community as well. So find me there as well. Be sure to hit subscribe if you are listening as a podcast as well, I really appreciate every subscription that I can get as a podcast as well and remember that when I do get to a hundred subscriptions on YouTube, I am going to be donating a hundred dollars to a climate change uh charity a charity that is going out of its way to fight climate change so I'm looking forward to doing that as well. I'm currently sitting at a cool 58 out of 100 subscriptions. So just another 42 to go. And I'll be able to donate that $100. Thanks again so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for watching, guys. Eugene and Verdant Growth, out.